Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. It's time once again for the What's Your Weird Story podcast, your weekly podcast of storytelling of the weird, the unusual, the unordinary, the explosive, the exciting, the adventurous, the bizarre. And it's all true. And it's all told by the people who experienced them. I am your excited host, Adam Beebe. With me is your other excited host, Barry Johnston. Hello, my excited friend. I'm so excited. We got a great one today. Our guest is amazing. Um, But before we get to that, what have you been up to, man? I have been... Well, I'll tell you what, Barry. um, I've been watching... Uh, I've just been working as usual, yep. and uh, I've been I've been watching this uh, this TV series. I've talked about it before. It's the Taskmaster. It's the yes. British television series. A new uh, you, you turned me on started. To it. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. New season started last week, and I turned you on to it. Yes, you did. And it's uh, it's great. It's fantastic. It's I love great. It. I love it. It's fucking great, man. It's uh, everything you love about British comedy. Yeah, but it's totally it's uh, but it's also it's a game show and yes. it's unscripted, and uh, you know the uh, contestants are all actors or comedians, and uh, they're given these tasks that they must perform, yeah. and then they're judged, and it's all funny, yeah. it's all hilarious. You can find it on uh, YouTube here in the states, um, but yeah, I've been watching that again, and uh, for the probably the fixed sixth seventh time yeah. all the way through i love yeah. it yeah it's great man it's kind of set up like whose line is it anyway as far as like you know they, the, there's a scoring system and like you're kind of they're playing this uh for for to win the thing but it's just absurd and it's yes. hilarious and yes. to watch like when you told when you're describing me about uh you're describing it to me, you told me, you said, it's just interesting to watch how different minds think of accomplishing a task. And you're, and then you throw on top of that, that these are comedic uh, performers and it's just hilarious. It's great, man. Highly recommended. Yeah. What about you? What you been up to my friend? Just same working and, uh, we're getting ready for, we got uh, an Aikido seminar coming up. Um, not this weekend, but next weekend. So trying to get that, kind of squared away so that'll be fun that's a three-day event um people are flying in from all over the the country to come um you know it'll be a good time well i would gonna want to add one more thing that if you guys are, are on instagram you can follow barry's uh land run akito he just added uh, his first instagram account for that's that right, that's right well, and, thank, uh, thanks for the plug, man. And I feel yeah. like such an old man because I could not figure out. My wife is like, you can link your Facebook to your Instagram. And I was like, what are you even talking about? I don't know how <laughs> to do that. So just to get to the point to where I 
actually is up and running. It's kind of amazing, but it's yeah, it's L A N D R U N A I K I D O um, on Instagram. You can find me there, and uh, yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate you letting me plug that, man. Yeah, well, hey, you know, I got one more plug uh, for everybody out there. Our friend Bobby, who is, uh, you know, one of our special correspondents, and uh, she is just put out a bunch of new music for her Ayas Keen. Sweet. Um, so that's I Y E S K E E N. And you can find that on, uh, you know, wherever you listen to music. I know it's on Spotify. Um, she also put out a really cool, creepy video for a Depeche Mode cover, um, and it's got a lot of aliens and weird nice. stuff on it, and it's really, really cool. Um, so check that out if you like that kind of uh, synthwave, vaporwave, kind yeah. of you know, dark wave synth music like uh, like Mr. Johnston here, and I certainly do. Yes, absolutely. Um, She's so talented, man. She's so talented. Yeah. So check that out. Um, but uh, I guess speaking uh, of media and people who release media about weird things, how's that segue? Perfect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> today's guest is Margie Kay, and she has a production company. It's UnX Media, and they put out books. They put out magazines and uh, a radio show, internet radio show, podcast, if you will, um, about similar stuff that we're into, you know, aliens and uh, spirituality and the like. So uh, we sat down and we had a really awesome conversation uh, that was just really just amazing and um, just really cool stories. So, um, yeah, let's, I guess, Barry, let's just not uh, kick about anymore and let's get straight let's to it, it, shall let's, we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Margie, thank you so much for joining us here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. What's your weird story? Well, thank you for having me. And my weird story is that I have a paranormal life. Uh, every Everywhere I go, everywhere I've been, uh, ever since I was a kid, the paranormal follows me around, and I can't get away from it, so I just gave up. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's that's quite an introduction. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Cool, cool. Well, that's that's been you know pretty much it. When, when I was a little kid, uh, before the age of three, I figured out that I was seeing things that other people weren't, because when I asked for an explanation about what these glows were around trees and people and things like that, Nobody knew what they were. Oh, wow. So I started at a real young age trying to figure things out. And I, I guess my first real aha, wow, scary moment was when I was 11 years old and a disembodied head appeared at the foot of my bed in the middle of the night. Whoa. And uh, was talking, but I couldn't hear anything. I could just see it was a ghostly apparition. And I called over to my sister on the other side of the room. I said, do you see that? And she looked over and she started screaming. So that brought my father and my brother into the room and they turned the light on. When they did that, the head disappeared. Wow. And wow. So I explained to my dad what it looked like. I said, you know, it was a man and, and uh, you know, kind of what he looked like. And 
he says, well, hang on just a minute. Let me go get my photo album. And he showed me this photo album of family pictures, and I picked out the one it was, and it was his father. Oh, my. Whoa. Yeah. He, he died before I was born, and I'd never seen a picture of him, and he was trying to communicate with me. So this was the first time that I really had kind of a, a connection with the dead. And that just grew into becoming a psychic medium and doing over 3,000 readings for people over the years. And that's what I started doing in my early 20s. Wow. Doing readings. I found out, oh, gosh, by age five that I was psychic. Wow. And so, you know, dealing with that. But every house we ever lived in was haunted. And all, all the way up to today, and we moved around a lot because my dad was a salesman. Mm. So everyone was haunted. But the most haunted one was in Springfield, Missouri, right across the street from Drury College. Okay. Mm-hmm. That house was built in 1850. It served as a Civil War hospital. Oh, man. Later, in the early late 1800s, early 1900s, it was owned by a doctor who made who had his own private hospital there. Mm, wow. And the minute we walked in that door, I knew it was haunted. It, there was this cold spot just walked through me. And I turned to my mom. I said, did you feel that? She goes, oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Said, this place is haunted. So that very night, we had our first experience with the spirits. They are super active in that house. And oh my gosh, it scared us scared us all to death. My we'd gone to bed after moving all day. We didn't have our beds assembled yet. So the mattresses were on the floor. Mm-hmm. We're all getting ready to go to bed and we heard my sister scream from her room down the hall. So uh, my brother and my dad and, and me ran down the hall, looked in, in the door, and we see in the dark this person lying on the bed with the sheet on them and we're looking at that and saying what what's wrong to my sister but her voice was in the closet she says that's not me and then the covers just went down and whatever was in there was gone wow so that was number one in that house then all kinds of weird i mean we heard like boots stomping up and down the steps with doors closing and locking, and then you couldn't unlock it, and, and then it would be opened by itself later. Um, water going on in the upstairs bathroom all the time. Wow. And this was, these things were had been in this house, I mean, old, yeah. really, really a long time. There was even an elevator in it wow. that wow. had been put in in the 1800s. Wow. Um, so a lot of strange things happened, but the weirdest thing is that these faces would appear on the walls, and they look like three-dimensional men and women, of, you know, just all different types of people, and they would be talking or and looking around, but I couldn't hear what they were saying. At that time, my clear audience hadn't kicked in. I was 14, 15, 16 years old. That, that hadn't kicked in yet, but I could clearly see these faces everywhere and it was just weird and i've since since then all of a sudden all these people are coming forward now and telling me that they're having this experience but they don't know about my experience 
so this is a thing, I guess, you know, the faces and the walls. Well, after we moved out of that house, I told my mother about it about a year later. And she goes, oh, yeah. She says, I saw him, too, but I just didn't want to uh, affirm that with you. I didn't want you to be more scared than you already were. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, so a couple years ago, I went back there. I happened to be in Springfield to be speaking at a conference. Uh-huh. And I drove by the house, and it looked vacant. So I went up to the door and, and took my girlfriend with me and we went to the door, and there's it's all glass in the front door, and you can see all the way to the back through the glass door in the kitchen. So I said, gosh, I wonder if anybody's here, and I rang the doorbell. Of course, the inside looked vacant. There was no furniture in there or anything. I rang the doorbell anyway, and around the corner from the kitchen comes this little old lady dressed all in black with old-fashioned clothing, high neck, long clothing, and she had a cane. She came around the corner, and then she disappeared in thin air. And I thought I was really looking at a person until wow. she disappeared. My girlfriend saw that. She turned around and ran down the steps. She says, I've seen enough. Wow. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. That I, I went back with my husband last year, and we had to be in town for something else, and I and, uh, went up to the house. He waited in the car. And then he then he came up on the steps with me, and we were looking inside. There was nothing in there again. It's still vacant. And the light, I was pointing to the dining room, and I said, that's where everything happened in this house. That's where most of the things happened. And the light came on in the dining room by itself. Oh, my gosh. He goes, wow. oh, I guess it's still haunted. So we left. So I'm thinking it's vacant for so long because nobody stays in there for long. Sounds like it. it sounds it's like so, that extremely active. Wow. So yeah. so active. It's crazy. But like I said, every house I've ever been in is haunted. The house I'm living in now is very haunted. Oh wow. We moved in there uh, when I got married in early 1987. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right away, both of my daughters, who were very young at the time, came to me and said, "Mom, we're hearing these steps." going on the steps after we go to bed at night we had we had two staircases in the house and so the one near them is the one they were talking about it's the older one and it creaks makes mm. a noise if you step on it and i said oh okay so let me check this out so i waited one night and i said okay go to bed they went upstairs and i'm standing at the foot of the stairs pretty soon you hear these men's feet heavy boots going up the steps Right, and so I'm like, oh no, now I've moved into another haunted house. Here we go again. <laughs> but so much stuff has happened in that place. I uh, used to have my business. We ran that office out of my house in the front room. Mm -hmm. And I had desks there and had a secretary there. And one day I hired a new secretary. I said, okay, I'm going to go. She'd only been with me for three days. So I just need to go to the bank and come back. So I was only gone like 20 minutes. I come back in. She's packing her stuff up. She's putting things in her purse, and she's getting ready to leave. And I said, what's going on? She goes, well, I was sitting here, and I heard a door open to the basement, which is right next to the front room, and I heard steps on the stairs. So I thought, 
she thought my husband had come in to get something mm-hmm. and he forgot something. And she says, I thought I heard Gene going down the steps and I hollered at him and he didn't answer me. So she said, I went to the top of the stairs and I hollered again and he still didn't answer me. So I thought something was wrong and something happened to him. So she went down the steps and here at the foot of the steps next to the furnace is standing a little girl about 11 years old in a long white nightgown and long blonde hair. And she asked the little girl, where did you come from? And then the girl faded out and disappeared. Wow. So this was, this is a ghost that lives in the house. We found out from some neighbors that a family lived there and the little girl died of carbon monoxide poisoning from the furnace. Oh my gosh. And that's why she was standing near the furnace. Wow. Well, she left. So I lost a secretary and, and I had to find another one, and I figured that the best thing to do is disclose ahead of time right. that I had ghosts <laughs> in the house or two, and you know that they might see something. So that's what I did from then on, and then the new ones that came were, were good with that. I just wasn't – I was going to ease into it with this cow, but the, the, the ghost didn't let me. That's crazy. And that yeah. was dur- that's just like during the day, just like – Yeah, that you- was absolutely during the day, and she looked like, like a solid person. To this gal and this little girl has appeared before but she's always in the kitchen next to the door going to the basement okay so she's still attached to the area you know with that what having to do with the furnace wow then we've got another ghost in the house though that's not so nice he's a he's a prankster and he sometimes does bad things Uh-oh. to people now the, and and i want to preface this with i'm a ghost hunter and a chaser and mm-hmm. I will get rid of negative spirits from you know for other people from their houses. Yeah. Okay. And the but the only problem is I have a problem with this one guy that's in my house. Gotcha. So when my oldest daughter was eleven years old, she sprained her ankle real bad and she had a cast on it. Her her girlfriend who was also eleven or twelve had broken her ankle and had a cast on it. Well, she came over for dinner one day, and I was I made them wash the dishes and dry, even though they were on crutches and they they were laughing about it. And and I was cleaning up in the kitchen, and we have this drawer that's a big, heavy, like a junk drawer. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can get it open at that time, the, these were the old original cabinets, you know, with no handles. So I I had to leave that drawer open at least an inch in order to get it open or closed. So I went over to it, and it was closed all the way. So I said, oh, who closed this drawer? And this deep male voice says, I did. And we looked at each other, the three of us. I said, did one of you say that? They said, no, you said that. I said, no, I didn't. Let me try something here. So uh, the, the two of them... Uh, the three of us looked at each other. We watched each other. And I said, okay, watch to see if anybody's saying anything. I said, again, who closed the drawer? And this time, he was, he, this, this ghost was aggravated. He was, he was angry. You could tell a much deeper, I did, you know, just boom in your face. And, the, and you could, the voice, you couldn't tell where it was coming from. It was like coming from everywhere mm, around God. us. So the girl who was spending the night called her mother, went outside, never came back to the house again. 
(laughs) (laughs) And we have one more incident. Oh, oh, well, let me continue with that for just one second. Fifteen years later, I'm telling my whole family that they came over for a birthday party for somebody. I'm telling my whole family about this story. And I said it again. I said, you know, I said, who closed that drawer? Now, by this point, all the cabinets and everything are new because we had it remodeled. Okay? Yeah. I'm just telling the story. And I said, who closed that drawer? And that voice came back again. I did. And everyone heard it. And we all know it wasn't any of our voices. And some of my family members went outside that left. And they hesitate to come back to the house. In fact, my... Two of my grandchildren will not come in the house alone. They will only come in if their mother's there with them. Wow. Because so many things have happened there. Dang. Wow. It's, it's a little bit crazy. And it's it's on a daily basis at my office. I have three three houses on this corner street. And my office is in the center house. And then I have an old another house where we used to have the office. Okay, so I've got a story about this one. Uh-huh. We were in there in right around the year 2003. We purchased this house next door where I am right now. Mm-hmm. And I was looking out the window one day and I saw a man standing on the roof. And I said, did, did my husband go up there? Is he fixing the roof or something? And they said, no, he, he left in his truck. He's gone for the day. So... I had my secretary and my bookkeeper look, and they saw the man standing on the roof. I said, what the heck's going on here? So there was supposed to be nobody in the house because it was under construction. I came over here. There was absolutely nothing in here, totally silent. Whoever the man on the roof was, was gone. So we kind of, I told my husband about it, and he's like, no, that's, that's crazy. I don't know what is going on there. So then we started seeing a man looking out the windows. When the whole house would be locked up, somebody would be looking out the windows. Then lights started coming on at 5.30 every night. Lights would just come on in the living room and the dining room. So we were checking that out. I had an electrician come over. He couldn't figure it out. So I told my security company about it. Mm -hmm. It was Barnhart Security at the time. They said, well, let's set up a, a surveillance camera that's motion activated with the computer, and it'll keep two weeks of data. And this is way back before everybody had surveillance cameras. Yeah. Right? yeah. So this was a big deal for this to be there. He calls me back. He says, oh, yeah, we got something. Motion. It was motion activated. The camera comes on. Then you see the light switch next to the door move up by itself and the light come on in the living room oh. whoa so we figured what's going on so I, well first of all i did a contact what we call a contact uh, you know talking to the dead and there were several of us involved uh, all you know group of psychics that, that i get with and we all got the same thing that there was an older man who used to own this house he was the first owner of the house, and his name was John, and he went through a daily routine. He would come home at 5.30 at night and flip the lights on. Wow. And go through his, you know, go through his routine. But wow. 
he not only does that, he does he he crashes things down the steps, and then you go look and there's nothing there, and you swear there has to be a whole lot of debris of something that's all broken around the steps, and there's there's nothing. Wow. Uh, there's a ghost cat who has appeared and, and looks like a full-bodied apparition. Wow. Oh, wow. Then, then it just disappears. Um, we've had lights go off and on, and one incident was really scary. My youngest daughter was living here for a short period of time, and she, one night she started hearing banging she thought somebody was outside the house banging all around the house. Like there were several people just oh, bam, man. bam, bam, and lights going off and on. So she called the police. The police came out. The minute they stepped foot on the property, it all stopped. So they left. They don't think anything's happening. It starts up again. Oh, so now she calls her sister. Her sister came over. And it's, it kept going on, so she witnessed it. The banging was coming from inside the walls. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Not from outside the house. Whoa. So we figured, after she moved out, that stopped. We haven't had that kind of activity. We figured that that spirit did not want her here and did not want her sleeping in this lower-level bedroom. Yeah. Jeez. That's here. There's some bedrooms upstairs, and that seems to be okay, but not the downstairs. Wow. It's just bizarre. So do all your kids have that ability? My two daughters do have psychic abilities, not to the extent that I do, but but they do. Okay. Uh, you know, they can find things, and they'll, they'll sense things, and they'll know if something is, is true or not, things right. like that. Sure. Mm. And well, then, it sounds like you have like yeah. really, really strong abilities, and, and have for a while because you're always. It sounds like you're always just tapped into it and seeing stuff. I am, and uh, the reason for it, and this is something I've only been able to recently, in recent years, figure out why and who was responsible for it. Do you know who Valiant Thor is? Yes. Okay, the extraterrestrial who visited Earth. Yes. Well, he's he's here. He's been here. This isn't just a one-time visit to the Pentagon and with Eisenhower and all that. He, according to him, what he's told me, he's responsible for, among other things, protecting the planet, but also helping to raise consciousness. And what they do is they choose a few people to help raise their consciousness and then in turn the people around them will have the same it'll have an effect on them so i'm one of those people there are a lot of others but apparently and and how i found this out is a very now this is a really really weird story if you think what i've told you already this is this is strange even to me cool 1985 i was in seattle Mm -hmm. Lived there for 13 months with my brother and my dad and my two young girls. At one point, I was seeing a massage therapist in the city of Seattle. And that day, I, t I brought my brother and my two daughters with me. I usually didn't. This was the only time I did. Because right after that, I was going to take them to the 
fish market on the wharf. And so I did my massage. We're getting our coats on, getting ready to walk out. All of a sudden, this massage therapist, who I'd known, you know, at least eight, nine months, he speaks in a, a different voice and says, would you like to try a light experiment? So I instantly knew that this was not him speaking, mm. that there was something else going on. And I said, sure, I'll, I'll do that. So he says, okay, look at this green light. He had two big, like, traffic lights sitting there. He uh -huh. says, look at this green one for a while. He turns that off. He turns the red one on. He says, look at that for a while. And then we went back and forth for I don't know how long. Then he said, now what do you see? So I look up and I see a skeleton standing there. Not, not None of his flesh or anything. Just his skeleton. Whoa. And then this voice comes from my right side, and on the wall appears a face of a man with a helmet on. The helmet comes to a point in the front and comes down in front of the ears. And he says, I am Thor, and now you have x-ray vision. And we have work to do together, and I'll be in touch. And then he disappeared. I turned and looked at the massage therapist. He was back to normal. And I asked my brother and my daughters, I said, did you see that? And they said, see what? They didn't hear or see anything wow. that had just happened. Wow. And to the massage therapist, <clears throat> he was back to normal. He didn't know anything had happened either. It was like, it was one second, we're, we're leaving and saying goodbye. And, and and then we're walking out the door. He There, there was no time there. To, time with had stopped for them and kept going for me. It was it was so strange. So I didn't know who Thor was at all. And then he he contacted me again a few days later. He said I'm going he appeared on the wall as a face on the wall and he said I'm going to show you my craft at your UFO meeting. So I had joined this UFO group in Seattle. I was going to the meeting, like, you know, a day or two later with my brother. So I told them what was going on. I said that, you know, this voice came and I saw this head. His name is Thor. And he said he's going to show us the craft. They're like, oh, great. So about halfway through the meeting, all of a sudden I feel this presence of something. And I see this craft come down outside out this big picture window across the street, over their yard across the street, and halfway into the street is this craft, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 feet in diameter, silver, and it has lights around the top and lights around the sides, makes a big show, and then it, and then it goes up. And I turned to everybody else. I said, tell me you saw that. Nobody else saw it. Nobody. Just one of the other psychics there, she says, oh, no, I feel a presence. I know something was there. But that was it. That was just for me to see. Hey man, did I ever tell you about this recent thing that happened to me? I was driving around in the country and it was just after dusk. So there's a little bit of light still coming on out of the sky, but it was mostly dark. I saw this black school bus. I don't think I've ever heard this. Okay, so I saw this black school bus. All the windows were tinted and it started following me for about 15 minutes. Whoa, no. Yeah. What, what did you do? I was at work. I was making 
deliveries and I just kept making my deliveries and like it would even stop and wait for me oh. and <laughs> yeah, so this is, but it was never close enough to where I could see it or anything but it was following me man wow dang that's just an example of another really weird story that happened to me and that could have happened to you. You don't have to have a UFO encounter. You don't have to have seen the ghost of your grandmother. You don't have to know what Bigfoot smells like to have had a weird story. Basically, what we're saying is weird covers a lot of ground here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. And we love hearing all of your stories, whether they're spooky, they're funny, they're bizarre, or they're just short, sweet, and unexplained. Kind of like our podcast. Okay, so I guess we should probably, I don't know if, um, if uh, Barry, if you've heard of Valiant Thor or if our listeners might not have heard of Valiant Thor. Yeah, but elaborate on that, I, please. Yeah, absolutely. So, twenty, oh, I think 2012, I'm not sure about the time. I went to a meeting, and I was uh, doing psychic readings for this local psychic group in Kansas City. Uh, and a, a friend of mine was doing the same. We left about 1030, and she calls me on my cell phone while I'm driving home. She, I know she's driving home. She says, who the heck is Thor? I said, uh, what do you mean? Because I have told no one about Thor. She says, well, he wants you to contact him. He said, you have not been paying attention. I said, oh, my gosh. I hadn't been meditating. I hadn't been in contact with him. Nothing. So what happened You know, in the meantime between the Seattle and, and, and that point, his voice would come to me and suggest things and suggest things to write. Uh, starting a magazine, writing some books, and getting messages out. And so I'm thinking, you know, this is one of my guides. I need to be listening to this voice. He sounds very authoritative and like he knows what he's doing. And uh, so I, I need to pay attention. Well, anyway, she said that. And I said, okay, I, I need to contact him. She says, I'm going to find out who this guy is. The next thing I know, I get a book in the mail. It's called Stranger at the Pentagon. Now, this is available online. It's available at Amazon. Okay. And also, Craig Campobasso, the Hollywood producer, producer, has those for sale as well on his website. The backstory is this. Valiant Thor is a created being who's very highly evolved and a super high IQ off the charts. Unbelievable. Uh, he's a high energy, a high vibration being. He came here in, from 1957 to 1961 and offered Eisenhower, you know, and met with all the everybody at the Pentagon, and he offered them several things. One of them was some technology, and the other was that nobody needs to be sick anymore or die. Uh-huh. And so... They took a long time to discuss it, and Eisenhower eventually came back and said, no, we can't accept that because it would destroy our economy. So there were a lot of other things involved. His brother was here. There are some things on YouTube. There are some pictures now that have been released okay. and are on YouTube, and other people have had experiences. Well, the whole deal is Thor wants me to write a book about him uh-huh. and uh, and – explain 
not only from the beginning, but what he what has gone on since, and what he, the people that he contacts, and things that you know that he's helped me with, etc. And so at that time, he was uh, Dr. Frank Stranges was contacted by Valiant Thor and asked to you know for him to visit him at the Pentagon, and then he visited him after. So he and Dr. Frank were friends for years, and Dr. Frank is the one who wrote the book. Okay. Okay. So he was a minister. Uh, he was a ufologist. He had an interest in the subject, and Thor made contact with him. Okay. And his real his real name is Commander Valiant Thor. I mean, okay. that's. But when he first introduced himself to me, it was just Thor, and I didn't I didn't know what was going on. But what happened was he activated that ability in me, which then became not only X ray vision but also better than an MRI or a CAT scan. Wow. Now I can scan the human body and look through it and see everything just wow. as if I'm in there, you know, like a, like a, a picture wow. in there. Wow. And I can also ask to look at microscopic level as well to look in the blood. Now, I don't know everything I'm looking at because I'm not uh, trained medically, mm-hmm. but I'll know if something's needs to be paid attention to they'll draw my attention the person's higher self will draw me to look at something and then i'll tell that person hey you might want to have this checked out wow wow you know and i also have worked with chiropractors who have had trouble uh diagnosing or finding exactly where a problem is or why a person's having a certain problem so I've worked with two chiropractors and helped them with cases, with difficult cases. And then I also do missing persons, homicide and theft oh, wow. case work with law enforcement. And I've helped solve over 60 crimes wow. up wow. to this point. How, how, that, must be a, that must be rewarding. It is, and especially the very first one I did. I did. I. This is how I discovered remote viewing. Was a case of a missing fourteen-year-old girl. Okay. I was able to figure out how to find her, where it was, get the address, the location where she was being held in the shed in the back, and uh, there that fact that there was a woman and two men in the house, and that they were. Uh, getting ready to sell her in the morning. Oh, boy. They, the detective and the aunt, the aunt is the one who called me, uh, went to that site and found her. And it was a place they'd already looked, but they didn't look in the shed. Wow. Oh, man. So they were able to save the girl. And and to me, that that is what really got me on the track of helping find missing people and and help solve homicides. Most of the time though, unfortunately, it doesn't turn out that well yeah. because they're waiting to call me until right. they've exhausted everything else when they should call me first. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, call the police, but then get on the horn with me because I can get a beeline on where that person is. Yeah, I was going to say, like, how does that work? Do the does the family do the families contact you, or do the authorities yes. contact you? Either one. Either, okay. either if if a detective is working on the case, or a private investigator, or the family. Mm-hmm. But I will not talk to anyone else, and the reason is, 
you know, people see things on the news and they go, they wonder, oh, where, where is this person? It doesn't do me any good to find that person and and waste that time because they're not going to listen. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not going to help. So, and and the other thing is, I don't want to be contaminated. I don't want to know anything about the case mm-hmm. at all. So I don't watch the news just in case someone calls and says, uh, my sister's missing. Can you help me find her? Because what I want to start with, I only want to hear the person's name. Gotcha. There, that's it. Because there's a there's a vibration of the person's name that will help me tune in. If I'm stumped, you know, after 30 seconds, I haven't got that person or located them, then I'll ask a question. And it'll it'll usually be, where was the person last seen or what's the address where they live? So, so then I can get a feel of their presence and their energy from that space. Mm. And I will actually send my etheric body out to look. So it's like I'm mm. actually there. It doesn't matter where it is, anywhere in the world. I will be there watching an event that either is current or in the past. Wow. Is there any way of you knowing that, whether or not it's in the it's current or in the past? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll know if it's something that ha- has already happened or if it's occurring right at that moment. Gotcha. That's fascinating. You, yeah. Do you get a lot of... I mean, I imagine you probably would from, like, the police. Would you get some resistance, you know, to reach out to you? Um, Does that happen, or are they kind of accepted the fact that you you have these gifts and they work? I've had some detectives call me who were reluctant to call, Mm -hmm. but they're saying something like, I heard you're a psychic from my friend, detective friend, and you helped him. So could you maybe help me on this case? I don't believe in this stuff, but... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And they'll they'll go through that routine. And then I'll say, okay, don't tell me anything, just the person's name. And then I'll get the name, and I'll say, okay, I see this happening to them. Is that correct? And they'll say yes. And then I'll go on, and I'll follow the perpetrator. I'll find out where that person may be. Uh, I remember in one case in particular... In Iowa, this this woman had been killed. I saw the entire scene happen and described it. Oh, man. Then followed the perpetrator home, got his vehicle description, the paint color, the license plate number. And that was in real time because as I stood there, he was underneath his car working on it and his Girlfriend came out of their trailer, and his brother came up to him and called his name out. So I got his first name by listening to it. Oh, wow. And then they were talking about how he was leaving town. He had not told them what he'd done. He had, And he had not only murdered this woman, but stole money. He stole money because these drug dealers were after him. So he, he, didn't, he just said, i got to leave town. I can't tell you why. Yada yada. So then I followed him to St. Louis, and then he, and then to Seattle, and then a bar in Seattle. I got the bar name and the bartender behind the bar who was helping him out. He was staying with her. This is someone he knew. Wow. That detective was so freaked out. He eventually followed everything. He found the guy. 
Wow. He was so freaked out. He said, I can't talk to you anymore. I can't do this. It just, it's just scaring me too bad. <laughs> wow. I said, okay. But see, the thing is, I think sometimes these people not like I've worked for some agencies with three letters that mm-hmm. can't be named. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then those people, the same thing. I'll work a few cases with them and then they, then they stop using me. Yeah. Uh, I think they think I'm going to remote view them or remote view something else so they shouldn't be looking at, but I don't do that. Right. right. I never, ever look at anybody unless I have permission or if they're a missing person. I mean, that's the, that's it. Do you, you know? Do you, that begs the question do you have people, I'm not people, but p- people that have passed that come looking for you? Like searching you out because they know that you're a, a link to the the living world, or does that ever happen to you? Um, no, not really. Not unless I walk into a space where that entity is. Okay, like okay. in a house or in a in a graveyard, or you know, if they died on the road, you know, like if I'm driving down the road and and I'll see a ghost walking around the area where they were killed or something like that, mm-hmm. then they'll want to contact me. But otherwise, no, they, thank heavens, they don't seek me out. It's not like that movie, yeah. I See Dead, you know. Right. That, that's what right. I was thinking, yeah. No, no, right. thank goodness I, that does not happen to me. It, uh, when, I'm look, when I'm going to a paranormal investigation, however, a, a really strange thing happens. I always remote view the place first before I go. Okay. And because I've been invited to go to some places and I remote viewed and I said, no, I don't think so. Because the energy is so negative. Gotcha. You know, like some of these uh, prisons yeah. and oh, insane asylums. The, the yeah. energy is so negative and so strong. I, you know, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. You know, they're making places you. anyway. There's no reason to chase them off. Right. Yeah. 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 But if it's a house and people are trying to live in it and they've got a real super bad thing there, I'll remote view it first. But w- but when I do that, that entity now knows me mm-hmm. because because they're in fifth dimension. And when I do that work, I'm in fifth dimension. So it's like we're standing right in front of each other. And that entity also knows I'm coming. Gotcha, so they've yeah. got their guard up, and some, you know things might get more active until right. I get there, that kind of thing. Sure. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Now, yeah. you you mentioned your mother seeing things. Also, she have the same kind of abilities that you have, or? Yeah, she did, but she and my grandmother too. Mm-hmm. They called it intuition. Right. Right. They called it feminine intuition. Gotcha. There, there was no using the psychic term. Yeah, right. House, okay. But uh, yeah, I think I think they knew a lot more than they let on. It was just something that they didn't talk about a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But both of my parents were very open minded. Okay. And uh, my father, for instance, believed in reincarnation. Oh wow. And and later on, in when I was seventeen, my parents divorced. And so I didn't see my dad for years after that, mm-hmm. and then I and then I meet up with him. He's got a long beard, long hair. He's turned into a wizard. His name is the Wiz, and now he's doing healing work and he's studied feng shui and 
and everything else, of course, any subject he knew because he was super genius. Wow. Right. Wow. So I got I got a little bit of something from both sides of the family. Interesting. Plus Thor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and throw that into the mix. Um, wow. But, you know, it's something I've learned to live with and deal with and, and work with every day. I mean, I use it in my work, even in our contracting business. Sometimes my husband will call me up. And, you know, at least once a week, he'll call me up with some question. Uh, recently, he had a problem with one of our vehicles. It just it just stopped dead, and they could not figure out why. So I said, well, there's a wire that's loose off the starter. Wow. And so they go, and they that's what it was. You know, that that happens all the time. Right. Sometimes wow. he'll be in the field, and and he'll, he'll say, I've got my drill on the spot right in front of the fireplace. I need to drill down, but I don't want to hit the gas line. Is it in the right place? And I'll say, no, you need to move it back about one inch towards you. And he'll drill, and it's perfect, and it's not hitting the gas line. Wow. J- just that, that kind of stuff. comes in very handy. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> very handy. Wow. That's amazing. I've got to ask you, so um, with the UFO information that we've gotten from the government over the last uh, six months, um, what are your feelings on that? What to, You know, it's one of those things that we talk about here, um, and it's perplexing why the government would now start to take and unveil kind of some of the things that we knew all along, but they kept hidden from us. What do you think the reason is that they now decide to come out and admit that there are uh, alien aircraft on the planet that we've been able to uh, detect? I think that they're just slowly feeding us information over the years, and it's kind of stepped up since about 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, they you know, give us some new thing every every year to just slowly get the people acclimated to the idea, mm-hmm. because yeah. they know darn good and well that ETs are here. And actually, I I believe that they were here before humans. So they're the colonists. They live in the planet, under the water, in the ocean, in mountains. Yeah. And they're doing their thing, and and you know we were just oblivious for a long time, because right. their technology was so far advanced. But yeah. now we have better technology, we've got better cameras, and and the people on the planet have evolved. I mean, he, we are at a higher vibration, right. and so with that higher vibration, I the the craft themselves, and I, I'm not, I'm in contact with ETs. All the time, uh-huh. all different types. Okay, wow. So what they tell me is that their craft, they really exist in six dimension and and higher. Okay. But when they want to visit the Earth, they have to go through the fifth dimension, and then and then down to third. Well, so somewhere in there around the fifth dimension is an uh, an area of you know how there's a visible light spect- spectrum. Mm-hmm. Well. Some people like me can see a little bit more than the normal person, and so we see those craft. But more and more people are seeing it, especially the fast movers. Super, Mm -hmm. super high-speed craft that now are being captured on film 
And then when you slow the film down or look at it frame by frame, oh, well, you know, there's a lot of craft out there. There's hundreds or thousands out there all the time. Mm, I mean, yeah. constantly. I, I was going home a couple years ago, from, a, and a, there was a huge rainstorm. Right after the rainstorm, I drove home from this meeting, and I saw craft everywhere, hundreds, hundreds of them, all different types. And I was wondering, what the heck is going on? So I called my girlfriend, and she and she happened to be going in the same direction I was, uh, driving somewhere else. And I said, look to the, the west. Look at the west sky. And she saw three craft with the naked eye. Wow. Now, most people don't see them. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. but anybody can get video, and especially with the new phones, the cameras are so good. Yeah, that this is what's capturing. And what you want to do is turn the phone sideways, and and also preset it. Go into the camera settings, set it on the highest frames per second that you can. Okay. Okay. So the new, like my new smartphone, gets uh, sixty frames per second. Mm-hmm. So that's you're going to get a lot more detail that way. Okay. And almost every time you do it, you're going to get something. And uh, I wrote a book called The Fast Movers, along with Bill Spicer and Wayne Lawrence, and we talk about how each of us came to the same conclusions in different ways, got evidence, and how how to communicate with the ETs so they will show themselves so you can get pictures of them. And they will come in closer if you send a telepathic message. It's, uh, it's it's an amazing. We're calling it the quantum UFO observation technique. Hmm. Now, when when did that come out? When does when did that book come that out? came out uh, in 2020? Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's that's amazing. It is, and and the three of us do talks on that, and we do interviews on it, and we're putting together a, a documentary film right now. Okay, great. Oh, cool. Very good. How long have you been shooting that? Uh, just started. Just started because I've got several projects going on at the same time. Sure. And I'm building a new studio in, in my corner property over here. Gotcha. So it's um, going to be my new radio station. We'll, we'll be broadcasting 24 hours a day. Uh, digital. Let's let's talk about that. So you've got a, a media company, is that correct? Yes, on X Media. We are a publishing company. We publish my books and others. Mm-hmm. And also Unex News Magazine, which is a quarterly magazine. I had it going for several years, and then there was a hiatus there, but we're coming back in October cool. with the next one. So we've got that coming for fall. Also, October 31st, I'm launching KUNX Digital Broadcasting Network with not only my Unex News show, which is on YouTube right now. Uh, we're on Fridays at 5 o'clock Central Time live. Okay. Uh, but and, and then several others as well, and, and we'll be announcing those uh, pretty soon. So you're busy. You stay busy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way I like it. I, I can't not, not be doing anything. <laughs> sure, it's just too boring. Well, you've got you've. I think um, you've got to have an outlet for your mm-hmm. your abilities. I mean, you know, there's. 
I'm sure that goes into your creative life too. And um, that's nice to have a bridge there where you, know, you, you do the media thing and that, that helps to, you know, propel your ideas. And uh, that, that's cool. Really cool. Yeah. Do you I'm, do, I'm really looking forward to it and I've got a good staff. So. That's great. Do you do a podcast too or no? Yeah, I do a podcast. That's that's the one on Friday nights. Okay, uh, okay. News. Gotcha, gotcha. So you yeah. turn. So those are you release those in podcast form also. Yeah, we well they're podcast, and then uh, what we're going to begin doing next month is taking the audio off of that, and that'll also be then that'll be a radio rebroadcast. Uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Radio show. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I can't wait till the studio's done. How much longer you think? Uh, about a month. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah, we just just now put in a nice kitchen for a break room, and got the floors in and the walls done, and just have to do a few more things. Very cool. cool. Very cool. I mean, you got an amazing story in your life. It's pretty incredible. Well, when I look back on it, you know, it doesn't seem so to me, but then when I start thinking about all these different things that have happened, mm-hmm. it, it is it is pretty incredible. And I've got <laughs> to get my own book mm-hmm. written. I've got I've got about a fourth of it done and and I need to get it done and get it out there, but uh, part of it is Thor. He's insisting I've got to get that book done next, so yeah. There'll be a little bit of my story in there, especially about my contact with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then other people who have been in contact with him, I'm looking for those people so that I can add their story. And he said that he would make them available to me as soon as I got cracking on the book. Well, Margie, I have a friend who, uh, although he has not been in contact with Valiant Thor, um, he's the one who introduced me to the uh, story of Valiant Thor, and it inspired him to uh, create a band, and they're called Valiant Thor, and oh, and wow. uh, yeah, and so they've got this kind of band mythology, you know, um, based behind all of that, and they started, um, well, they started around like I think around two thousand three. The same time that you had your encounter, so, but yeah, my my buddy Herbie, he's he called he's valiant himself, and uh, everybody in the band um, has a name that and the last name's Thor, and he's you know they use all of that as part of their their thing, and uh, they're a fun like rock kind of a hard rock. Yeah, they're they're kick ass man. They're a kick ass yeah. band. Wow, wow, that yeah. is so cool. Need to have him contact me. Yeah, definitely. Put that yeah. in in the book. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna contact. I'm gonna get a hold of him uh, when we're done here and say, hey, check this out. Because yeah, 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 that's yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, I remember Where are they that. Out of? Uh, well, they are originally they were out of Greenville, North Carolina, and then uh, now he's in Richmond, so they're out of Richmond. So okay. Yeah, they and of course you know they've they uh, haven't been active you know for the past year or two uh, because of you know everything that's going on in the world. Of course, they're a pretty but, they're a pretty well known indie like punk rock band. Um, 
they're 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 pretty well known. They've got a mm-hmm. they've got a great reputation. Yeah, yeah, and they've got a good following, and uh, yeah, they put on a hell of a show as well. So awesome. Well, I'm a musician too, so I will appreciate cool that. I, I'm not necessarily a fan of punk rock, but I do sure. appreciate good punk rock. Or sure. whatever, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. They put on a, a great show. Um, originally, they kind of got more uh, more rock and less theater. But, you know, originally they, it was very theatrical. And it was like, I always described it as um, that my friend Lee, uh, Herbie is his stage presence was like uh, the love child of uh, uh, like James Brown and Mick Jagger. Oh my! Uh, and, and and from Venus, you know, it is like a, <laughs> and his whole the whole thing was like it was it was like a kind of a rock and roll revival, like you know, gospel revival from but from Venus, you know. So right, it's, right, it was, right. A lot of that's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> a lot of fun. Yep, that's cool. Uh, I just wanted to share that with you as well. That's how I knew all about uh, the oh. time the time traveling Venusian valiant Thor. <laughs> there you go. That was my connection. The whole reason we're supposed to be doing this, co- yep. this amazing talk we're having here. There we go. Amazing. There we go. Amazing. Amazing, Margie. Thank you so much for taking time out to hang out with us. Just amazing, amazing stuff. Yeah, well, sure thing. I enjoyed it a lot. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'd love to have you back on because we know you got tons more stories. So hopefully we can get that in the future as well. Yeah. Be glad to do it. Hey, everybody, this is Dave Schrader from the Holzer Files on Travel Channel. You're listening to What's Your Weird Story. And the girl, the babysitter girl, she picked up the phone, and there was a policeman on the other side. And he said, we've tracked the phone call, and it's coming from inside the house. Whoa. Dude. I love those urban legend stories. Dude, I do too. And you remember the one where the girl, it's always the babysitter or it's the kids making out in Lover's Lane, but there's the one where the girl comes up and she finds the kids are watching TV and she turns them around and their face has SpaghettiOs. Oh, man. Or the hook guy. Remember the oh, hook the guy? Hook. The hook was hanging from the rear view yeah. mirror. Yeah. Yeah. So if you got a story that is similar to any of those awesome urban legends, we want to hear it. Because, you know, those urban legends, man, they start off as somebody's true life weird story. It's got to be true somewhere. Well, it sounds like everywhere uh, she's lived, she's had ghosts. So it's normal to her. It's not to us. But it's an incredible uh, life uh, that she's she's led up to this point and continues to get even more weird and strange. Yes. Uh, Just amazing stories. So thank you, Margie. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's just so much to unpack here. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like you said, basically every house that she's lived in is had some kind of haunting, some kind of spirit in it, you know, yep. and she's has these, all of these abilities, but, you know, uh, I mean, to me, the thing that like, since she mentioned Valiant Thor, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, okay, hold on. This is yeah. new. This is, you know, but this is not yeah. new, but this is new for us. But so I, and, um, I, and I'm, I'm ignorant when it comes to that subject, man. I just don't know much. 
about it. And so uh, I'm sure, I, you know, people out there are probably educated along with me. Hopefully I'm not the only one that uh, wasn't so up on, on Valiant, for, uh, Valiant Thor. Yeah. Well, see, I know, I, like I said, as I mentioned, I know Valiant Thor because of my friend. Yeah. Uh, their band, Valiant Thor. Which is and, a great uh, band, by the way. You guys need to yeah. check out Valiant Thor for sure. Yeah, if you like, if you like that kind of... Uh, uh, 80s hard rock kind of in that kind of in the, the hair metal vein but not so glam but if, but if you like that kind of fist pumping hard rock definitely check out valiant thor um and that's the two r's at the end they are definitely on youtube and spotify everywhere um but it's a lot of fun but that's how I knew because Herbie, uh, who AKA Valiant himself, yes, the band, yep, uh, and a good friend of mine, um, he, you know, he excitedly one day came to me. He was like, "Dude, you got to check out this. If you ever heard of Valiant Thor?" I'm like, "I mean, I know the Mighty Thor, but I don't know, you know, I don't know. Is that yeah. Valiant?" Thor? And he's like, no, "No, not even that guy. No hammer here." And so then he goes on and tells me that there's this guy who showed up, um, and in in oh, I think it was Washington D.C. Uh, who, but he worked. He's at the Pentagon, uh, and it's from 1957 to 1960. He was a delegate from uh, the High Council who. Um, he he sp- he spoke to the people at the Pentagon. He spoke with Eisenhower. He was in contact with the American government, and he was a person of influence. And he was uh, from Venus. He was this, you know, if I recall correctly, he was a time traveler from Venus. But I can't remember exactly if that's what it was. But like. He was this super, you know, genius alien who came to Earth to help us out, uh, and 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 you know, help Earthlings out, and 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 he, you know, and he lived from in the planet inside the planet Venus, um, and he's a, a poor, reportedly spoke a hundred languages fluently. His uh, IQ was supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, like a a. a th- 1,200. Jesus um, Christ. And anything, you know, 200 is about the most that, a, you know, a human yeah. could do. So, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, his basically was way out, you know, his IQ was, you know, his that's living how, computer. That's how you know. dumb I am. I thought that IQs only went into, like, the high hundreds. I didn't right. know that you could have a thousand. Yeah, apparently, wow. you know. Yeah. Um, he uh, also was apparently had um, six fingers and toes. Okay. Um, and I'm guessing that's on each hand and foot. I don't remember, um, but uh, I'm looking at the uh, paranormal wiki okay. here, um, which is not as in depth as I thought it was going to be. But there's a book out. Um, there well, there are several books out about him and uh, Doctor Strange's uh, Strange's uh, that uh, Margie talked about and touched on. You know, and uh, so yeah, he's this. You know, beneficial alien mm. um, who was here on Earth, and I guess you know, I he's I guess he's still here. You know, interesting. Um, and he's tried, you know, to help us, you know, 
I guess, you know, evolve to the next step right, right. of being not such, you know, crazy warlock, warlike yeah. people Apes. and become a more peaceful, right. you know, unified planet. So, yeah, interesting. A lot of work cut out for him. But yeah, yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. that's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here it is. <clears throat> the book is called uh, Stranger at the Pentagon. And that was by Frank uh, Stranges or Strangies. Okay. Who was his main contact there, I believe. So, yeah, man. Amazing. Um, yeah, so, you know, I mean, that's just like, it's just, I don't know, it was really cool because that's, that's. That's a different a big touchstone. Yeah, definitely. You know? And we and it's we haven't had that yet. I mean, we've been doing this for no. over three years. Yeah. And I'm just I'm so I don't I'm not up on that. So that's cool to learn something new. And uh, and she's just got a, a wild wild life, and mm-hmm. uh, and she is doing a lot with it. You know, she's staying yeah. busy uh, with the media company, especially too, and everything mm-hmm. else that she has going on. Um, you know, we, we wish her nothing but the best, and we appreciate her coming on and sharing her stories with us. Yeah, and go check out Unx Media, uh, U-N-X-M-E-D-I-A.com uh, for the magazine and the books and all of that cool stuff. And um, thanks again, Margie. Fantastic stories. Uh, just wow. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. Hey, if you guys have any stories that you would like to come on and share with us we would love to have you um you know just get how could t- they do that barry uh, well they could do that if they if they email us at wyws pod at gmail.com that's wywspod at gmail.com absolutely or they could also call the 1-800 number which is 513-909-9821 that's the one. Oh, you mean 513-909-9821. Yes, absolutely. But we would love to have anybody come on. I mean, you know, again, you know, Margie was just another example of uh, just amazing personality, amazing stories. And mm-hmm. we're always just floored by, you know, people coming on and sharing with us these, you know, sometimes very intimate uh, stories and um and uh, it's just it's a great it's a great way to be able to, to reach people and and you know keep a line of communication. Um, it, it's just a wonderful thing. Absolutely, we're very fortunate to have had uh, Margie as a guest, but also every one of our guests, we're very fortunate to have heard their stories, or have them share their stories, to have our communication and our connections that are formed and made and friendships made and we're very fortunate and and blessed in to have everyone who listens to the podcast um you know we do want to hear from you either your stories or just you know comments just let us know what you're thinking don't forget to subscribe uh to our podcast on wherever you listen to the podcast on your podcast platform of choice that helps us out that more subscriptions that we get the more notice that we get um and that helps us grow weirdsville as well and if you can give any ratings or anything such as that especially on uh apple um you know itunes or apple Podcasts, if you write us up a rate a review and a rating there that helps out quite a bit uh, to let us grow our awesome incredible community here 
of Weirdsville. Thank you yeah. to everyone that has ever come on and to future guests. We appreciate you guys taking the time to hang out with us. Yes, thank you very, very much. Uh, we couldn't do it without you guys. We love you guys. We love our community. And next week, Barry, some exciting news. We're going We're going to hop the pond. Oh, we're, yeah, man. That's our right. Guest, we're going, uh, well, we aren't really going, but our guest is from the UK, from just there close to Manchester, one of our favorite burying minds, favorite music producing cities oh, there in the UK. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, we, we, we speak to Ben next week and another great story and great conversation and that's one of the things we really love about this is having hearing the stories and then getting into conversation and just seeing where the conversation goes and we had uh, we had a fantastic one with Ben I tell you what definitely so join us next week here on the what's your weird story podcast I think I just hit puberty Barry um <laughs> <laughs> Join us next week. <laughs> Join us next week on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.